0: And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions
1: apply. Hey, everybody, you know we love Seamus Golf here at the Shack House. And right now, There is a cool Seamus Callaway merger of sorts. If you go to callawaygolf.com, you can bid on a limited edition, hand-painted Seamus head cover designed for Callaway create by artists from around the world. Each head cover is a -a one-of-a-kind, hand-stitched, weatherproofed, made in the USA, made in Portland, Oregon by our good friends at Seamus, and they benefit an awesome cause. All auctions. If you go to CallawayGolf.com, it'll take you to the auction page. Uh, the auction proceeds benefit Bunkers in Baghdad, an organization dedicated to sending new and used golf balls, clubs, and equipment to our troops around the world with a focus on the brave men and women currently serving in combat zones. So go to this the website. Uh, they also supply golf equipment to vets, warriors around the country, uh, they're big on the rehab side of things. They've collected shit and shipped 9 million golf balls and 700,000 golf clubs. It's just an incredible thing that Bunkers in Baghdad does. Go to CallawayGolf.com. You cannot miss, right, House? Those head covers. They are beautiful. They're wacky. They're cool. Check it out. CallawayGolf.com.
0: It's an awesome collaboration. I have to chime in here because these are all one of one. There's more than 30. Shaq, I'm going to do my very best this week to not only give out winners to all of our faithful listeners, I, my own self, am going to play to try and get a winner so i can make a very aggressive bid there are mm. i have eyeballed two different of these head covers i know we're eligible to participate because it's just for such a great charity yeah. they want uh, your money yeah yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm not telling anybody which ones i'm going after but there's two that i've circled and we really uh, need okay. uh a couple of these guys to come through especially in this 25 to 1 that that return on investment check i i'm <laughs> I think I could (laughs) afford one of these head covers to to jump in there. What a great cause. And, uh, yeah, you got to go check these out at CallawayGolf.com. Also, friends, today's show brought to you by Proper Cloth, the leader in men's custom shirts. Are you having trouble finding shirts that fit? I'm not going to make a Phil Mickelson joke, although I really want to. At ProperCloth.com, ordering custom shirts has never been easier Create your custom shirt by answering 10 easy questions. The shirts start at 80 bucks and are delivered in just two weeks. A perfect fit is guaranteed because if a shirt doesn't fit, they're going to remake it for you for free. That makes the whole process risk-free. For premium quality perfect fitting shirts, visit propercloth.com slash shack house and use gift code Shackhouse to get. off your first custom shirt today.
1: House greetings from beautiful Carnoustie. It's been a warm, amazing summer here in Scotland. I am, of course, so excited. You know this is my favorite championship to to be at and to cover uh, I just don't know what to say. It was an amazing Scottish Open. It's going to be an incredible Open championship, I believe, here at beautiful Carnoustie. How are you doing?
0: You used the word beautiful twice to describe Carnoustie, and I have to tell you, <laughs> I watched with with great interest the entirety of the Scottish Open. I really enjoyed it. This is one of my favorite golf viewing times of year because when you switch over to the, to the European uh, timing... You're waking up and watching golf in the first part of your day, and then you have the rest of your day to go enjoy. It must be – this is how people on the West Coast enjoy sports here in America, I guess, right?
1: Yeah. Well, we actually watched the Open Championship even earlier, and it's a true breakfast at – Wimbledon kind of vibe uh, out there it's 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 the best but and that's how I grew up on the open uh, getting up really early but now I'm here and it's a great privilege and great honor and of course now we we, when we're here we stay till late at night Uh, but it's a it's it's my first open at Carnoustie I've been here a couple times and uh, have, have suffered at, the, uh, <laughs> at this beautiful length. It is so difficult, but House, it is crazy, crazy dry over here. And we're going to get into that, what that's going to mean today on the show uh, for prognosticating for this Opium Championship. But really, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to talk about uh, the Scottish, Scotland What you've been seeing, what I've been seeing uh, here in person, and then we're gonna we're gonna take a stab at the the tea times and some names and some numbers. I'm gonna make some bold selections today. So I'm excited. uh, I I I know you're you can't wait. I can't wait to get over to Ladbrooks for my first uh, contribution to the to the week. Oh, that's right. Uh, you can physically you know, yeah. walk
0: up to a book or you might oh. be getting a couple texts from me. Keep an eye out I for the, the text Shaq. Ca-
1: I got the cash ready. Well uh, yeah, well, you'll be having fun at the Home Run Derby here before we report uh, re- re- as we record this. You're going later. So I, I'm very happy for you. I hope it's a great night for, for your Nat who is in the contest, uh, Mr. Harper. Yeah, there.
0: I he's one of three um, players that I can actually name that are participating in the home run. Derby. Hey, hey, who, hey! Who's the, great who the Max kid from Muncie the Dodgers? Of the
1: Dodgers. He's got twenty two. Max Muncy. It's one yeah. of the best stories in baseball this the year. The famous Max Muncy. I, I can't wait. My,
0: I'll be telling my grandkids about Max Muncy. I can only imagine. I hope
1: so. I hope he comes through. It's going to be a big, big moment for him. So, the Scottish Open. Did you uh, get to, you, you? You said you saw a little of Gullen.
0: I saw quite air. a bit of it. I, I, I absolutely love that golf course. And we uh, identified this particular attribute last week on, on the Shakarros, which is the color of the <laughs> golf course on the TV screen, which is a predominantly
1: brown color. How did it look live and in person? It's transitioning to white uh, at, at, at Gullen right now. It's really getting baked out. Uh, here at Carnoustie, it's still yellowish beige, but I think by Sunday, the turf is going to be all white. You know, they irrigate this golf course wall-to-wall, and the superintendent has been on Twitter noting that he was still watering the fairways, and I saw that a few times. And I, I, I kind of wondered, but then he, he would hashtag... Um, some things indicating that he was, he was building to a drying out point and he shut off the water. Um, and (laughs) the greens are still green. Tiger said yesterday, the greens are are slower than the fairways, which I think was a case at a couple of the golf courses I played on this trip. It's a little bit bizarre (laughs) to, if you, if you pull out your putter on the, on the fairway and it's, it's nine and the green is, you know, eight, but, uh, that's where we are because they like to keep their greens alive. They uh, are not anticipating a whole lot of rain this week either. So it's it's going to continue to move in this direction. We got a little spritzing of nothing today. And uh, now it's also in-house. This is where it's going to be confusing or I'm not going to give probably the best advice. W- with this means the roughs are dried out. So Carnousie right. is nothing like what happened here in 2000. Seven or especially 1999, when the superintendent uh, might have, uh, you know, lost a few fertilizer pellets out in the out in the grasses, which he denies to this day, but nobody believes him. Uh, so the question will be: uh, uh, Can you can you flail it around and just 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 spray it and recover because the roughs aren't as robust as normal, and I I my, I just haven't seen enough holes yet to be able to say, but Tommy Fleetwood came in here. He's a course record holder house, which I I don't know if you knew that. It's something to at Carnoustie. He is. He shot it in the Alfred Dunhill championship, but he acknowledged that it is a very different golf course than what they see in that event, which is played in the fall. And it's a pro-am event. He shot that 63 with Rory McIlroy, by the way. And, uh, that was in a pro-am format and, it is a phenomenal round of golf here, no matter what the the situation is or the conditions. Uh, but he made clear that this is not the same golf course at all. That said, his his other point was he still feels with the firmness and the dryness that you're going to need to be hitting your, your approaches to these greens from the fairway. So I think that's going to be something to watch. Uh, and then, of course, the prodigious distances. I don't know if you've seen any of the, Little anecdotes that have already popped up online about I, where the I ball saw, is running here. Yeah, I saw Snedeker's
0: <laughs> picture and his yeah, reference yeah. to the likelihood of somebody hitting it into the, the Barry Burn from yeah. the tee on 18, which is a 450 yard uh, tee ball.
1: Yeah. So, and when Brant Snedeker is driving it over 400 yards, you know the ball's running. Padre Harrington did it. DJ did it, of course. Uh, and then Patrick Reed said that the Sunday before. Uh, the Scottish Open. So a week ago, he said he hit three iron off the tee and only had a 95 yards into the 18th hole. And he said that was a week ago, and it's had a week of sun, warm, and and more drying out. So the moral of the story is it is going to be probably the fastest running golf course we've seen since Hoylake when Tiger won. And the drivers will be uh, rarely seen. Phil Mickelson basically told us at the Scottish, he, he, you're, there's almost no chance you're going to see a driver in his bag. And I think you're going to see that with a lot of players. That well, let me ask you take this. It we- out and, and they're going to put these driving irons in. And yeah, and uh, I bet there are a few players, too, who go, and we'll get into this on the wedge side of thing. I think that's the more interesting thing, is to find out what guys are going to do with, uh, with their wedges. But, yes, you well, were going to ask.
0: Well, I, I, I think I saw uh, a, a observation by Rory where he was suggesting that he might um, hit driver uh, all over the place. Well, right, literally, right, like right. on all the holes, because the, the the rough isn't there as a deterrent. Um, it, it's it's too thin, and hitting it into the, you know higher grass is not necessarily yeah. um, a penalty.
1: Well, and this is where, so yeah, this is where the uncertainty for me is, is, is there going to be a bomb and gouge approach? Uh, we've just never seen that at Car news TV. You go through the history, you watch the old films and it's, I mean, Henry Cotton, they were putting through, through lakes on the greens in 1937. You see Tommy Armour here. It, it looked rainy. Uh, the Watson year. Looked a little dryish uh, when he won in '75, but you know Ben Hogan. Everybody's in a sweater and they're freezing, and it ra- it rained several times during the tournament. Um, so the Vandevelde year, the golf course was very green. The the Harrington Garcia epic battle in 2007 was was very green here. So this is going to be a total a place that uh, nobody who's ever even been remotely familiar with it has seen and uh, now that said on Rory I might as well get one of my predictions out of the way right now uh, you may recall that I I uh, have bragged about my little bet my little miscut bet a few too many times probably on him in 2013 and I am running right back there and going right up to the front desk and asking that gentleman in that case and I and I'm not doing that out of spite he just doesn't like firm and fast golf he just doesn't like it. Um, now there was not, there's not gonna be a ton of wind in the forecast, but I, I, I just, I don't, and I don't like that approach by the way, even, even if the rough is light, it just, it just sounds, it sounds kind of reckless to me.
0: Well, what my first question is, what odds do you think you'll get on that miscut? I got four to one in 2013.
1: I think that, uh, I will be, uh, getting half of that at best. I believe I inquired. About a top favorite last year, and I think I, it was two to one. So they don't like to offer wagers on that very much over here, which is interesting it, to me. It makes the first thirty-six holes a little juicier to, to to have that option. I'm not I'm not sure why that's one they don't uh, like to offer. You, it's never a posted. You have to go ask the person um, at the front as the uh, as the greyhound races are <laughs> going on in the background. It's very it's very romantic setting. Well, it's yeah, like at the, sitting
0: at the craps table and betting on the don't come line. I mean, this is the yeah, thing that, yeah. that, you know, David Chang and cousin Sal got in trouble with at Vegas a couple of weeks ago. People mm. were very angry at them betting against the roller. Um, but I will say here's the, the, you're. I think you're likely to get pretty good odds because of Rory's track record. I mean, the yeah. last three open starts, a win, T5 and T4. Um, and he does have a reputation of doing well on links courses. But your point is that this. But is... But those have been; those
1: were softer links, right? There, exactly. Are nothing like. I mean, this is just. Uh, it's just. It's concrete out there. It's. It's unreal. It's just amazing. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, what do you want to kick around at least related to before we we get to this uh, go great golf course or this crazy golf course? Anything else on? Scotland, would you you like to hear anything about the Scottish Open and Gullen yeah, and East yes. Lothian?
0: Yes, as a matter of fact. So you were on the grounds at Gullen walking, and one of the things that that um, poses a challenge to me in terms of thinking about guys that are in form and what to look for in the way of of great performances here at Carnoustie, the guys who played last week, yeah. Um, I want to know who, who caught your eye that really has sort of major ambition, um, right. and I'm interested in. I, I have a question for you about um, both uh, uh, Brother Rose and Brother Fowler. I want to know a little bit about those two guys.
1: I've got a I've got a lot of intel there. Well, I think we romanticize this notion of the 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 players making the pilgrimage and getting here early uh, quite often, and there have been cases as we saw with. Jordan Spieth in twenty fifteen when he was playing so well and he rolled in after winning the deer and and he tried to learn the old course in a few days and he still nearly won. Um we we probably love this idea too much most years. And I after seeing Golan and after learning a few things from some players and their comments, this is the year where I, I <laughs> and I know this is, this is being recorded now. So, so a week from today, uh, somebody can play the tape and s- when somebody who rolled in, uh, last night, uh, wins the championship. But I really believe you will want to have been here playing golf in some form because of the, 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 the firmness and, and speed. And so let me give you my, my thinking on this. Um, uh, and it'll take me a second here, but so we, Gullin is this beautiful little town connected to the the golf course, and I went in the little museum there, and they said uh, there's a new purveyor, and we had a great chat. And I mentioned something about my love of Hickory golf and wanting to have a playable set someday. And he goes, "Oh, we have a great shop down the street." I go down there. Really cool guy. That's he's he's brought up this great old brand, and uh, and there's a blog post about this on my site. If you and I wrote about it for Golf Week, but the short version is. Uh, A bunch of players came in. Ian Poulter bought some persimmons from him. Um, Patrick Reed, though, was the one he was most excited about. The the Masters champion in the Hickory Challenge uh, hit one of his clubs and got enthused. Ended up, short version is, he bought a set of clubs. But one of the things that came up yesterday twice, House, that was really interesting, I interviewed Reed about it, and (laughs) and he said, you know, one of the things... The, the the old wedge that I bought as part of this set has no bounce. And he said it, it's the kind where I could just hit it and the ball won't move. But he said over here on these fairways, it's, it's kind of incredible. And he said, I kind of wanted to put it in play. Oh. And I joked. Yeah, I joked that obviously it would be nonconforming, the grooves and all that. But then Brandon Stone, who wins the Scottish Open, shoots 60 on Sunday, went to the University of Texas for a year, South African – just a such an impressive young guy. Uh, so proud of what he did uh, in his comments after. It was just beautiful to see this guy had been struggling. He's a great talent. The South Africans have been really high on him. He said, I have stunk on Lynx Golf. And to win on Lynx, besides winning the Rolex Series event, a million pounds, was really cool. So what did he do? He went in the same shop earlier in the week. Long story short. His wife is giving him a set of hickories for, uh, as a wedding present. They had to get the mother-in-law, by the way, to green light paying for these for the wife. He now has a <laughs> lot more money. But what he said in the post-round press conference was he was chipping with the sandwich around the hotel room uh, where they were staying. And he, he, he really thinks that kind of helped his, his wedge game because it had no bounce. And you just have to be so precise when the ground is this hard with your wedges. And all these guys, nobody, they just refuse to pull out six irons anymore. So they still pull out their wedges and they still hit these shots. But I just think that's going to be a huge part of this week, especially because they're going to hit it 400 yards. So that's my long winded way of saying, I think the people who've been here will be more acclimated to this incredible ground firmness. And more than anything else, that's going to just give them an advantage more than the time zone change and all the other stuff that we kind of factor in. And by the way, karmically, of course, I always believe that the players who come here and and soak it all up and and do things like that, you know, Ricky going to play North Barrack and Patrick Reed stumbling in the shop and spending fifteen hundred dollars on hickories for he and his brother in law and uh, cool things like that. I, I, you know, uh, to me, that always bodes well. Uh, in terms of uh, how the golf gods view you. Uh, now watch uh, some, some guy who hates links golf. Uh, we'll, we'll win here. By the way, Hogan really didn't like links golf that much. So just, <laughs> and, and we'll hear a lot about him this week from his win in 1953.
0: Yeah, but he does have certain attributes that are consistent with the attributes of the he other winners. Some.
1: Yeah. He had well, somebody
0: else. And, and, and some not, n- not necessarily links, heavy attributes. I'm just sure. talking about yeah. fastid- fastidious, meticulous, sure, grinder, sure. you know, like those, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I do like, I'm, I'm not going to bury the lead on, on Patrick Reed. I already have him here on my list. He's available at 26 to one right now. That, that, that endearing really? story you just shared. I mean, huh. Uh, you're going to get a text from me immediately when we're done recording this about well, about he Patrick could do Reed.
1: Better than 20. I had him at 40 before the show, but uh, oh. I'll have to look again. Well, maybe, I, they, I, maybe they 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 got word of his uh, his Hickory Love Fest, but um, he's playing very well. He's grinding. I saw him out there today. He's he's very locked in. He loves it here. He loves the wind. He loves it all. he's he's, <laughs> he's well, all I, in on Scotland golf.
0: I saw enough of his uh, his attitude on Sunday at Shinnecock. He he now it's apparent believes that he can win every major that he um, tees it up at. I mean that that masters the the confidence that that masters delivered to him and what he did. His persistence on Saturday and then into Sunday at Shinnecock was so impressive, and he really was right there. the The, the tournament was his for the taking. He made one bad swing I think on like 11 or 12 and that kind of ended it for him mm-hmm. uh the the U.S. Open but look I, I'm not counting him out uh he's definitely going to get some top five action from me 100%
1: yeah absolutely no I I think he uh, well anyway we'll see what the number is but he was 40 the last I looked and that's a fantastic number um now let's talk karma on two other people you you mentioned uh that I can say I scouted out a little bit uh Ricky Fowler uh, he's my pick for the week i, oh. I really I, I I think it's time. I love uh his attitude. His uh demeanor last week was that he was there. he was very present, very involved and and into what he was doing, but he was also not trying to peak last week if that makes sense he he well, yeah. made a, he made a full effort at the tournament, but he also i think has his eye on this week. And, you answered uh, my question.
0: This yeah. is my this was precisely the conundrum that I, I have been confronted with as it relates to Ricky, because I agree with you. this idea of him being due, that this being his moment, that what we've seen from him this so far this year, his performance at the Masters was incredible. Um, and we know of his affinity for Lynx golf and his talent at Lynx golf, you know, over the previous win at Gullen. Um, I found his Sunday to be. So I watched a ton of his rounds uh cuz they kept showing him. Yeah. Um he just seemed slightly disinterested, but maybe it was deliberate.
1: Uh it may have been that way. I I I just felt like the the times I watched him and he actually he uh he chatted me up. I couldn't believe it. So I now I definitely know his agent blocked me uh, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, but I'm not bitter about it. Um yeah, he asked me where I was playing golf uh, over here and uh he uh, he knows about a lot of the places over here, and he, he But he also came up to Carnoustie and did some scouting. So his game looked excellent. He's a he he likes the wind. He's a good wind player. Uh, I had a really good interview with him about slower greens, and he made a case that that they're therefore they're better putters should like slow greens because people with a good consistent repeating stroke are are rewarded more and those who are prone to to to, to mishit the ball are exposed and i think he's absolutely right that compared to the u.s game of just starting the ball it's so different and that's another reason by the way house i think the people who were here last week gulland's greens were pretty slow these greens are very yeah. slow looking to me just in the in what i've seen here today they're uh they're a very green slow poa. now they may push them a little bit when they start seeing the weather forecast and that they can, they can push them goal and they have to be very careful because of w- the way that course sits. There are three greens that if they, they're too fast, they have to stop play. So again, mm-hmm. a- another attribute, I think that he doesn't have any problem. He views himself as a good putter. He said is on, on fast greens and slow greens. Um, and so well, he is uh, very <laughs> confident though on these. And I, I just think that uh, again, being here and, and, and hitting those long putts, you know, my, the golf I played here, uh, you, you just, um, <laughs> it, you hit so many putts from so far off the green and it's so fun. Um, but boy, it, it, it is a, it's a, it's a skill that they just don't enjoy, uh, or they don't practice very often. And when you come here, you're, you're going to be hitting some putts from 10, 12 yards off of a green. Well, I agree with uh,
0: the assessment that he's a good putter. His uh, performance with the putter on the front nine yesterday was remarkable, and the the um, it it, it, it uh, more than compensated for what I the, the disinterested part. And maybe that was the wrong word. He just was not very crisp with his iron play. He was in the fairway a fair amount. He hmm. teed off with iron, um, you know, w- much more than I ever saw, and, and he would uh, show up in his hands. And he was mainly in the fairways, but the, the, the approaches were not, you know, the, the kind of, like, laser-focused, pin-seeking um, kind of approaches like you saw out of guys like, I thought Eddie Pepperell was going to win because he was absolutely yeah. pin-seeking, and he had an incredible round. Uh, Brandon Stone, though, just torched the field. So, uh, yeah. But both those guys, how close, the, the proximity of the hole. Ricky was, was pretty far away and was scrambling his ass off and it was and this is why i asked the question about what you observe from him and i'm glad i asked it um, he was all over the place in in his uh, approaches to the green but then was saving par and even you know making a couple of highly unexpected uh birdies so i'm i'm encouraged by that answer now let's talk a little bit about justin rose uh,
1: okay I, you know what i think we need to uh, well i want to say one more thing and then i i want to get into rose and in our because we've already started prognosticating yeah 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 sure <laughs> let's yeah. uh let's let let me just say one other thing i'd like to just kind of uh share from here and then we'll we'll take a quick break and we'll talk uh, we'll get into a few more numbers great uh, the cool thing from this, my, my takeaway from the Scottish, my last one. Um, and, and, and I don't know, I didn't get to see much of the telecasts, but the one thing that's really fun is how much the players are embracing Lynx golf, golf history. Um, I, maybe it's just the fun of playing there brings out, uh, you, you just feel like looking at the players in that tournament, they're, that it's more fun than the normal tournament that so often it looks like a job to them. And I think it's stuff like embracing the history of the area, playing holes late in the day or uh, early in the morning before they play. And it, it was just – and, of course, it's a European tour event where the, the atmosphere is a little bit more um, – it's just different. It's a little more of an international field, and it's a, a different – vibe and uh, relaxed, but still serious. And so, anyhow, it, it's the last year. Uh, they'll be at Gullen for a while. The tournament's moving the next two years. Uh, and I have very mixed feelings, but to the Renaissance Club, which is just up the street. It's a, a, developed by an American, a Tom Doe course. It's a beautiful, beautiful property. It's going to look amazing on TV. There's some water holes. It's firm and fast golf. There, But uh, House, it's not, you know, Gullen, they've been whapping it around since 1650 there and uh, it's connected to the town. The public can play it at times and it's, it's a little more open, open uh, door vibe to it. So it'll be interesting to see what it does to that championship, but it's, it's, uh, and the new PGA tour schedule as well. But I I think looking ahead that that's still going to be a very important pre-major championship tournament. I, I have my doubts in this new schedule, uh, how, how many of these people are on the, <laughs> who who play professional golf are going to play the John Deere, or they're going to play the Valero before the Masters, or the Canadian Open before the U.S. Open, or the Byron Nelson at Trinity Forest, the Lynx course before the PGA? I think that's uh, is my my kind of sense from the new schedule that the uh, Scottish is the only one that's still going to be that that kind of pre-major tune-up that the players. Uh, tend to show up for so okay anyway, i like that it. was all uh i won't bore you i have developed the case of the cold tops uh so i have oh, no. no idea well it's not a cold top it's a rocket top uh yeah <laughs> i've never done this in my life House, so i will not bore you but i did play some sens- sensational links if you go to my instagram you can see pictures of Killspindi, long nidri uh north barrack and uh, other scenes from the area, the East Lothian area is my favorite house. So, one of these days we'll get you over uh, over here, and that's that's probably where it'll start. So just be well, warned. I, I will
0: tell you the uh, the the photos that caught my attention. I I greatly enjoyed both the Instagram stories and the pics you were throwing up. But obviously, the uh, is it the old clubhouse? Is that the name of it? Where, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, pub right that's there, right.
1: Now you're talking oh, such a cool and and that's just the outside. The inside has all this great stuff on the walls and great staff. And it was the original clubhouse at Gullen and it overlooks the, the children's course there. And it's one of my favorite places in the game. So I was a little yeah. sad. The, uh, the golf inn is, is no longer in Gullen. This was news to me. I was a little shocked to find Gullen's got some money, uh, coming into the, the, the neighborhood and, uh, some fine food, uh, excellent food. But, uh, that was a little bit of a, a sad sight. But the, the, the Hickory Shop and the museum there, thats this kind of quirky little golf history museum that Archie Baird created is going to be continuing. So still a lot of great, great things there. Now, House, uh, can you help me understand? Because this just, just landed in my email box. Our friends at Callaway have got another great giveaway. Uh, besides the auction and the incredible head cover promotion they're going after there for uh, a phenomenal cause. Is this right that that Henrik Stenson tried a rogue fairway wood because they they wanted him to see if he could continue to outdrive the rogue with his incredible, but let's face it, non-jailbreak, slightly dated Diablo Octane Pro, and am I right? The jailbreak came through, but he's sticking with his old three wood despite the chance he's he, he could have gained a whole bunch of yards off the tee. I, I think that's the and, story. I think so we're he, gonna he, we're gonna give this new rogue away.
0: Yeah, he he hit it. He tested it, uh, and his conclusion was that it goes too far. Okay. He needs the. He knows exactly how hmm. far he hits the octane, and uh, you know it carried him through uh, pretty uh, brilliantly at Troon. So, uh, I think that it's okay for him to keep it in, the, right. in the bag. Yep. And the, the beneficiaries of this
1: all right, are our all Callaway community members. Callaway so, community. So, just get yourself signed simple. in there, right? Yeah. So, go to the community. If you're not a member, sign up. But uh, there were, I think, 30,000 members at least. Uh, and all you have to do is guess how many total birdies and eagles the team Callaway will have on the par the two par fives here. The sixth where Ben Hogan <clears throat> supposedly went left four days. I don't buy it. Um, and the 14th hole. So you need to guess. So you've got 22 Callaway staffers, four rounds, two par fives. You're going to um, have to guess the uh, birdies and eagles. That's actually more challenging now that I think about it. But anyway, so go to the Callaway community, and you can win the signed Too far rogue three-wood. That's a great giveaway. That is uh, – I can't believe he didn't, like, just keep it. Uh, for safekeeping, but well, oh, I like well.
0: This, this. This this is generosity. The the Stenson generosity coming through. Speaking hmm. of of generosity, today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Bombas, which are oh, the most comfortable socks, the socks in the history yeah. of oh. feet. Do you have these on your feet I right do. now? I, I, I do ha- too.
1: I ha- I brought about four pair for the trip, and they are uh, they they live up to the billing.
0: They really should. I mean, I don't know who who I need to call um, on their marketing team. They should be marketing these as as golf socks because these are now the socks that I wear for all Mm. of my rounds of golf. And I have them on right now because I know I'm going to be on my feet at the Home Run Derby. After two years of research and development, Bombas has re-engineered socks with innovations to make them way more comfortable. The Honeycomb Arch support system, for instance, provides... Extra support where you need it most. Mm. They have stay up technology that ensures the socks stay in place and are not leaving those those giant rings around your ankles or, or up on your calf. And the super soft cotton material is keeping you warm in the winter, but cool in the summer. I can attest cool in the summer. We're out there strolling around. It's 95 degrees here in the DMV. Uh, at the end of last week, I, I had the Bombas on for both of the rounds that I played, and they were I, my, my dogs were fine. They were cool. Uh, better yet, because socks are the most requested item in homeless shelters, Bombas is donating one pair of socks for every pair they sell. That's over 7 million pairs so far, which is outstanding. Right now, Shack House listeners can get 20% off. A first order. That is an awesome offer. Just go to bombus.com slash house and use the code house. That's H-O-U-S-C B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash house and use the code house to get 20% off your first order. All
1: right, House. So I have the weather forecast here, and uh, it looks very promising for the week. There's some wind. The weatherman is not very committed to the weekend yet. Uh, there is still some uncertainty, but at this well, stage, it is Scotland in the middle of the summer. So, yeah, of course, exactly. He's he's uh, thinking though we could see some good gusts on the weekend, but uh, Thursday they uh, are noting that the wind will pick up through the day, uh, but never really getting worse than out of the southwest from 12 to 18. So uh, that could suggest a little. Bias towards the morning tea times on Thursday. Friday is going to be cloudier, and there is there is rain possible at times, but they said uh, this is not going to be a, an all-day thing, uh, a good deal of dry weather. Again, winds out of the southwest 10 to 15 with gusts 20 to 25. So uh, we have a lot of 20 to 25 gusts in the forecast, so there's going to be some windy weather, but the golf course is not going to get drenched and, and dry out in any way, so it's going to remain turning fast. And right now, the only thing in the in the numbers there that, that suggests uh, any kind of bias would be possibly the chance to to go out early Thursday and, and uh, maybe beat some of the gusty winds in the afternoon.
0: So here's my question for you. Having just observed the guys at Gullen and all kinds of opportunities for guys to go low and there were a ton of low rounds, what was the
1: wind forecast and how did the wind play at, at Gullen? It played about, as they, they suggested, the first two rounds, it was very light. And then the weekend, they, it gave them a good test. And they saw uh, just the right amount, I think, to make that interesting. And um, it was definitely a more demanding exam over the weekend. So the guys who played it got uh, tested, but they didn't get their, their swing thrown out of whack by the, the win. Well, and there were... A number of low rounds. I mean, a ton of low rounds. the scoring was incredible. Over the weekend. Yeah. 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 And Brandon Stone had that chance at 59, the first ever on the European Tour, and uh, just missed. Eddie Pepperell was going along incredibly there. Uh, So I'm sure the scoring will be good here. I'm not ready to commit. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen any over-unders yet and I just I just want to take a good hard look and and hear some of the player comments of course you know at a major they always start with it's the hardest course I've ever seen in major history uh and Carnoustie's had that I think (laughs) each time and it it usually is very hard uh one player was was telling me and and I don't want to he'd had a couple to drinks, so I don't want to I don't want to mention his name he didn't believe anybody would finish under par here he did not qualify by the way he had a chance um I think that's going to be uh, – sh- that would be a shocker. I, with good weather, it's just hard to imagine, and, and good conditioning, by the way. Uh, it won't look like good conditioning to a lot of people on television, but but you get great lies, and these players, if the the, the irons are dialed in and, and the bounce is right on these clubs – uh the way they swing and repeat they're 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 gonna hit good shots
0: well um, I, here's the thing about that uh proposition. the entirety of the defense at Carnoustie in the past has come from the rough. they can grow under the rough is is understating it. They grow up um, that enormous hay and if you know we watched uh, john john I, Bay, we watched Vandeveld give away a championship that way.
1: Yeah, and 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 the burns are—I I would say it's not the entirety, but it's close. I would say the burns on the last two holes are key, and then I think the—I think where we where we we will see the scoring. The fairway bunkers are a little more important at this golf course than some of the open courses, and that rough has forced people to play conservatively, making sure those bunkers remain relevant. Well, now we're we're, we're the guys are a lot longer than they were. In 2007, contrary to what the USGA and the RNA wanna, uh, have said, they are longer. And so, with the firm and fast, and with the guys being longer, I'm starting to wonder if the bunkers are going to have a lot of meaning here. They didn't add anything since last time, um, and so that could feed into the, the the notion that they should be able to score well. Well, um, let's go ahead. Yeah. Well, on, I want to finish. You yeah. asked about Justin Rose, and oh, I, yeah. I'm kind of yeah, conflicted on. On Rose, I saw a decent amount of him, and he—he, he, uh, his body language kind of suggests that he's just just slightly off. Um, but I like that he played the week before the major. He hasn't been doing that as much, and I I, I, I like that he was he's working at it and, and was out on the links. So I I don't he's not um, near the top of my list, but I don't feel like he's somebody who should be uh, written off either. If that, if that makes sense. He's got sure. a great caddy who who knows Lynx golf. He knows Lynx golf. His record, unfortunately, is not stupendous since his uh, debut <laughs> in the Open. Um, but I just think he's too good of a player and, and still too much in his prime to be discounted. Um, um,
0: well, he, here's the thing I wanted to pick up on yes. um, that you reminded me of in that okay. discussion about the bunkers. And these comparisons to Hoylake and what we observed in 2006 at Hoylake in two guys. Yeah, you're going to need that, a
1: Hoylake drinking game on the on the telecast, I think. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's great because here are the two guys that I think, uh, speaking of drinking games, um, that I wanted to, to, to break. What are we going to do with Tiger? I mean, how are oh, we going f- to... Did you hear
1: what his tea time is? 321 on Thursday. Are you kidding me? Tiger Woods. No. There's some strange stuff going on here. He's playing with Hideki Matsuyama and Russell Knox, which is sensational. I, I, I love the group. Um, but 321 on... What, what, on a, what's the
0: outrage about that? I'm, what am I not understanding?
1: Uh, well, there's only uh, there's, uh, one, two, three, four. There are only five other groups after him. I just feel like a, a player of that caliber. I, I, I'm a little surprised to see him playing that late. The, the group before has Sergio and Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, Jason day is paired with Hao Tong Lee and, uh, Shota Ika, Ika Yoshi. Not sure what Jason day did to, to, uh, to, to get that. But, uh, and he's by the way, in the thirties, there's just no love for him coming over here. Uh, is also in this late wave. So, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. i not. I just. I was. I just. It's. That's a long time to wait. I mean, and now Ty and Tiger will watch a lot of the telecasts, so he'll know right. where all the holes are. Everything's playing, but exactly. Well, I don't. know. why. not that I an advantage? It, uh, yeah, the greens are just going to be very bumpy, and he. He. Uh, I hope he doesn't let them bother him. That's all I'm going to say. They're
0: going to be slow. I'm I'm psyched to see him banging balls uh, on these screens. I I feel like in the first five holes, we'll know exactly what kind of day he's going to have with with, um, what we observe putting-wise. But here's the thing that I'm interested in, in trying to get to the bottom of with you. We mentioned him last week because of the mental fortitude and how he used to distinguish himself that way. And it's quite apparent from the list of winners at this course that they're thoughtful players. We, we talked about this fastidious approach, these, the, these great strategists and thinkers, you know, uh, Padraig Harrington, Bernard Longer, Tom Watson, no, longer, Gary. Plich. Oh,
1: Longer won the uh, senior open here. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah, just I'm saying sorry. guys yeah, that have so won. Was, yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know the 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 the, uh, the, the that sort of mental approach uh, that's common amongst all of those guys, and what yeah. we know about Tiger's own thoughtfulness when it comes to this and, and the approach. You know, we talked about the quote from Chronicles of a Champion Golfer um, yeah. that he gave in terms of how he thinks differently about this championship, and obviously he knows how to be over there early, and he has has he's a proven. Um, brilliant strategist. That's why Hoylake is is so relevant to this sure. uh, c- conversation. Does he have enough game right now to be able to, to keep it out of those bunkers the way he did at Hoylake and get around? We know the ball striking in the approaches is going to be on point because that's been the strength of his game. But it's off the tee. What are we going to get from him?
1: Well, I hope a lot of stingers. And that's going to be the question he'll get tomorrow when he comes in. and. And uh, you know Phil is funny on this topic. He kept repeating over and over again how it's a great thing for him that he doesn't have to hit a lot of drivers here or any uh, here or at the Ryder Cup venue. That it's a uh, it's a positive for him. It's fascinating how he has just accepted he's 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 just not uh, ever going to be. And by the way, in a year that he hasn't driven it as poorly as he has in the past, but. I think that, but there's also the element with both Tiger and Phil that they view themselves as players who are great long iron players, and that they're a little different maybe than some of today's players who don't hit a lot of long irons. Tiger and Phil are both people who grew up um still when when you had to hit a lot of long irons, and they like that Phil loves it for his golf swing and he loves the driving iron that he's got from, from Callaway, and a lot of these guys like the driving irons they're using now. They're, it's growing on them, but I just feel like Tiger and Phil, that is where they have an advantage here. They can plot around here, and, and I think slow greens are good for both of them. I think they both have great strokes and, and can handle that, so I I love their chances. I just wish Tiger had gotten here earlier and, and, and probably played a little more links golf, but you know, it was always a bit of a misnomer that he... <laughs> He uh, got here and went out on the links with Mark O'Mara, and they tested things. He went to Celtic Manor and these places that were green and where there was fishing. And he hasn't played a lot of links golf, so don't think that because he was at Wimbledon Saturday uh, and doing a clinic and all that that uh, that that's somehow is is not his his uh, normal Open prep. Uh, and I just think he's he his juices just get flowing in different ways when he has to work the ball under the wind and and come up with recovery shots around the greens. Um, wow. So I I I, just, I I love his chances. I just I just hate the tee time, but that's he, whatever. It's it's and maybe because I saw the weather forecast.
0: Well, he's finally available at odds that I can hold my nose. Yeah, what, 20, what did you see I see him at twenty five to one right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to give a little play.
1: Yeah, let me give you a few other people that stood out to me uh, on the on the board here and then also in, based on what I saw in, in the Scottish a little bit. Uh, Danny Willett appears to be back to being Danny Willett from the golf I saw. And he looks very confident. He's swinging very nicely, and he's somewhere in the 125 to 140 range. And he tees off at 657 with uh, Emiliano Grillo and Luke List, which I think is a great great grouping for those three they're all just it just i you know sometimes you look at a group and you just say there's three guys who if danny is kind of back to being danny willett are are just they're all kind of the same uh age group uh luke's a little older but uh, they're just they're just um I could just see a great mojo in that group going if they don't mind getting up at 4 a.m. <laughs> and the wind's not blowing, and I I could see somebody going out very early in that group and playing well. Luke List also over here for the first time early in his first open and uh, played in the Palmer Cup years ago and had and, and loves links as well. So uh, that's my first big number house. Uh, I know I could just feel your excitement in my mention of Danny Willett's name well um, I, he's
0: he's been all or nothing he's had I know. I know. uh a handful of um top 20 finishes maybe even a top 10 and then a whole series of of miscuts and yeah. I, i'm happy for him to be back and and you know to finally be healthy and playing at that level uh you know anytime you do what he did at the masters you're that's a guy with outstanding pedigree yeah. exactly. and it's a shame that he fell off the radar because of injury um so I I have a different guy at 125 to one. Okay,
1: well hold on, let me just give you one other name that that jumped out of me in the numbers, and I know we've given him out so many times, <laughs> and we we've we've loved to to ride him, and and, and thought he was going to come through one of these days, but Thomas Peter Thomas Peters is 80 to one, uh, and he played very nicely at the Scottish, and I watched him a little bit, and and he and he's starting to look again like that that incredibly talented golfer who could do amazing things. So he also goes out early um, with uh, Kevin Kisner and Marcus Kinholt of Sweden. Uh, and then Phil Mickelson in the group after, did I see Phil at 50 to one somewhere here? Or was that, oh, uh, I, I wasn't seeing things, was I? So yeah. anyway, those are yeah. obviously Phil's uh, not a, not a big one. I, I, I would uh, also uh and i don't want to go into great detail but i would just say matt Kucher, who i was very high on coming into this is somebody uh, karmically who might bounce back from last year um i'm not liking what i'm seeing in his game right now that that can change quickly with him yep. but um just just uh just i'll leave it at that okay i'll i i
0: was planning on leaving him alone he's available at uh, okay. 70 to 1 yeah. right now but i i the only uh one of, of the sort of data points that he fits in terms of the narrative, the statistical narrative that I'm constructing over here is the uh, age 37 or better or age hmm. 36 or better, oh, so, yes. uh, which continues to be notwithstanding Spieth, uh, you know, and the, the, the hmm. youth uh, incursion last year, you know, Kucher that, that was a big part of why I liked the veteran Kucher last year and gave him out um, both on the Twitter and on the show. I'm interested in there's I'm surprised we've made it all the way to the point this point uh, in our, our discussion. And and this is the first time that we're mentioning Sergio. I mean, Sergio has not only an incredible track record at this venue, but he also has yep. an incredible track record in this event. And he was uh, the main competitor to Tiger at Hoylake in 2006 now he showed up in that all yellow outfit in 2006 that that was seared into my brain i can never unsee that horrendous outfit and i tell you i this sounds (laughs) ludicrous a guy dressed that way is never going to win a major so i really this is i implore ricky to keep the orange he's done a good job of keeping the oranges more down the middle lately uh but i you know uh Sergio's uh you know tr- track record at this particular event again is it's it's impeccable he's available at at 28 to 1 right now he has 10 top 10 finishes uh in in the open championship and finally he's coming in into a little bit of form his post uh, uh you know uh, birth of his child that factor of of fatherhood where folks were expecting some improvement it took him a little while um, but he, he just went uh, T12 at the BMW International yep, and T- nice. T8 at the French Open, yep. uh, which, you know, that French Open was there for the taking. Um, he, he was uh, uh, right there contending to win that championship. Um, he had a couple of wayward shots that led to it. It was really a lot of penal- penalties um, at uh, on the back nine at the French yeah, Open. Yeah, he's definitely
1: but, playing better. So Um, I I, that twenty eight to
0: one. I I mean with with the 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 pedigree, it's it's just too much. I
1: mean I'm I'm I'm, he's
0: getting some action from
1: me. Okay, yeah, I think that's a sensational pick, and uh, I mean he played so beautifully here last time, despite the split pea soup uh, shirt, and and he he, I mean that lip out on eighteen in the playoff is just painful. It, It it's uh it was a magnificent performance, and um let's see what he is. He's uh you can get him at. Uh, two to one for a top 10 finish. That's not very generous of our friends at, at the, the betting houses. So uh, no. fine, well, that's, fine that's, choice. That's, yeah, That's
0: what you get when you have a string of top 10s. Now yeah. here are some, some uh, of the data points I'm looking at to help me select my, my roster of, of potential winners. Uh, only two of the last 13 winners didn't have a Lynx victory before they won the Open. And those two were mm. Henrik Stenson and Zach Johnson.
1: Very nice. Twelve Very of the nice.
0: past thirteen winners had at least a top six at the Open Championship before they won their mm. their Open Championship. Eleven of the past fourteen had a win in the year that they, uh, you know, secured the Claret right. Jug. And you need at least one top eight in one of the six events leading up to this Open. So there's a you know there's an indication that you need to be in form. And there are a couple names that I'm going to throw at you that fit this criteria. Those, if those are your parameters, looking for guys with that kind of uh, pedigree and consistency, uh, Brooks Kepka, available at eighteen to one, two wins and six top tens in in uh, twenty outings on links. Yeah. So you, we we forget wow. because of his U.S. Open dominance um, that he played on the European Tour and he played on the Challenge Tour. And so he has this unique advantage of being extremely comfortable playing this style of golf on these kinds of tracks.
1: And I would throw in, uh, if there are any issues with his wrist, it's warm weather, so there's none of that. And he's a phenomenal uh, driver of the ball with a long iron. And he's somebody else who may not hit a driver much or at all this week and can just hit this beautiful low. Low uh, three iron, and he might have. I'll have to see if he has a driving iron, but yeah, uh, just a uh, another guy who he just comes in so quietly that we we, it's so easy to forget about him. But somebody, as you say, who played over here, he likes this kind of golf. He likes being over here, and um, uh, a, a twenty five to one at Ladbrokes. So huh, interesting. Oh power. wow, that's <clears throat> generous. Wow. Not that we're I'm getting stop some by real. there. Yeah. Wow, uh, so twenty five to one on Brooks great, Kepka? Yeah, that's, well, that's, you know, we'll see what happens when I show up inside and they, they, uh, the numbers have suddenly changed, uh, my, my, my other top else? selection. Yes, I have another
0: top selection for you. I'm going to ask you a question. Can you name for me the player that has the most links win out of any golfer in this field since 2010? So and when you say West.
1: Lynx wins, so are we we including the Irish Open or what, yeah. what's included all, in what's embedded in this number? I, I, all, all of them. All of the above. Like the Alfred Dunhill championship? Yes, yes, exactly. Right, what what's the year again?
0: Since 2010. This this oh, this this player has four wins on Lynx courses since 2010.
1: Oh, I'm stumped. Who you who you who you got? Alex. Noren. Uh, yeah yeah alex
0: norin yeah not only uh 2016 win at the scottish open the links of castle stewart right also outstanding performances in the open championship he has a top 10 at litham in 2012 he was uh tied for sixth at Birkdale last year and this particular golf course you mentioned the current record holder low round record holder tommy fleetwood the guy that had that record before tommy fleetwood was alex norin who Mm. shot 64 in the Alfred dunhill links back in october 2016 he uh his last win was the french open um and and he has uh uh Four other top three finishes in 2018. Alex Noren is available on my sheet at 25 to 1. He is a guy that I am investing an incredible amount of capital. I think he's ready for a breakthrough, and I think it could be at this venue.
1: I think it's a great uh, choice. It was interesting he chose not to play last week. Uh, as a former winner of the Scottish Open, just just decided to uh, come in here quietly, and I certainly don't uh, begrudge him for for doing that. He has a philosophy, and he's going to. Stick with it. Now, his countryman Henrik Stenson is is always dangerous here. He he did uh, withdraw uh, last week uh, due to a uh, elbow injury, but I saw him out on the range today. He was beating balls. Everything looked uh, looked good. So I didn't see. You know, there was no. Now I mean, yeah, I don't know what you you can say when you see that other than there's you know there's no physio out there working on him, and he's he's not looking flustered. He looked like it was business as usual kind of guy and. Um, ready to go. So another one to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, Noran's a sensational pick. Great work there, house. I uh, I love it. All right. One long shot pick
0: for you, Shaq. And okay. this is a guy available at 125 to one. And there's a couple of narratives that inform him. Now in the first place, Americans, if you're looking for an American, Americans have won six of the last seven majors. So mm. we, li- we like that. And Americans have been on a good run at the open championship. They won 10 of 18, Since Paul Lowry won in 1999 here at at Carnoustie, uh, there is a player who has held the lead halfway through this Open Championship before. This player also fits this metric that I like very much of uh, guys 35 or older. This is eight of the past 11 Open Championships have been won by guys 35 or older. Mm. Um and he is uh, always has the right attitude. I like Brant Snedeker. This mm. week. I know he is a uh, uh he, he he has a, a T11 at Merrifield in 2013, T22 at Truon in 2016, eight-time winner on the PGA Tour. The thing that I like about him, he loves playing seaside, he loves playing in the wind. He's not afraid of taking on Tough challenges. Two wins at Pebble. Two wins at Tory Pines, and it it feels like for a while we've been saying he's a major winner waiting to happen. Uh, I, sure. I I just feel like you know, one hundred twenty five to one. That's 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 worth twenty bucks to me. Yeah, that's why
1: all. not? Yeah, and he seems to be getting things going and and he's the kind of guy who would love it over here and and, and you know, the whole Watson connection and all that. So a, a fine selection. So okay, how no, you all right. I think we've covered enough people. Of course, we never mentioned Dustin Johnson's name, and he'll probably win by seven. Um, but anyway, I hope it's gonna be a great week. I'm confident it will be. I think we're gonna see some zany stuff, as we always do at Carnoustie, but with this firm and fast, it's really gonna be nuts. So now I think we're going to try to convene on Thursday. We're definitely I, getting together. I, I don't know how many holes Tiger will have played when we get together um, because that is uh, pretty late in the day, but we will uh, hopefully have plenty to talk about. And then we'll convene again on Sunday night. And then on the Twitter, I think uh, you and I should try to do something and uh, maybe throw out some things. I, I just, I'm just not ready to commit on some of the, the, the fun stuff like uh, winning score and, and, and cut line and all that, I think we just need to see a little bit more. So let's We'll be ready that. to do
0: that on Wednesday. I have a okay, traditional great. Wednesday Twitter post. We'll get all yeah. this stuff out on Wednesday um, with our and try and have it out early enough that folks can transact.
1: Yeah, and I'll have a lot of coverage at GolfWeek.com. Uh, my website, I'll uh, put some things up. You will be on the Twitter doing that. I'm on the Twitter and the Instagram. And uh, we will be all over what I think should be a, a great, great Open Championship. Uh, House, anything else you have for us uh, to, to know about on House of Carbs this week uh, this on the week, Ringer Podcast Network? Right now, we have up the uh, discussion
0: of the Vegas belly takeover that I enjoyed with uh, Juliet Litman. And also, I was uh, very lucky and fortunate to spend a lot of time with Chef Dave Chang. So check that out on House of Carbs.
1: Beautiful. Just a reminder that the Shack House is brought to you by Callaway makers of the Chrome Soft, the Truvis. It's got the graphene. I'm loving it over here on the Lynx course of, of Scotland when they are firm and fast. It is soft. It's going a long way if you make solid contact, which isn't always the case with me. But uh, promotes that high launch and low spin off the tee for long distance with exceptional missit forgiveness. And if you play the Truvis like me, it's a lot easier to find in the native grasses of Scotland. All right. Well, it has been another sensational episode of The Shack House,
0: part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Friends, support for today's show comes from Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, thanks to two years of research and development. Better yet, for every pair of socks that Bombas sells, they donate one pair to someone in need, over 7 million pairs. So far, I have these socks on my feet right the second I am wearing them because I'm going to be on my feet at the Home Run Derby here in the nation's capital. How about this, friends? Shack House listeners can get 20% off your first order. All you got to do is go to bombas.com slash house and use the code house. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash house and use the code house. Get some of these delicious Bombas on your dogs today.